you this weekend. That was my weekend. You, you did a wrestle. You were the wrestle boy. Not quite. <laughs> did you get punched in the face? I did a fight. Oh, dear. Um, it was... And sorry, I, I had someone complaining about wrestling talk today in the Asking Sterling uh, podcast on Patreon. So I'm all arsy about that now. So for that person, I'm sorry I talk about a part of my life on my podcast. I'm sorry about I'm sorry about that. Um, Must not mention music. Right? I mean, God. Um, anyway, enough of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got punched in the face. Um, Stardust's Constellation had a match, and if they lost... Uh, Stardust would have to f- face Wes Warren for five minutes uh, in a, a sort of an unsanctioned fight. Uh, steel chairs were brought out. An annihilation, in other words, was it? <laughs> well, Stardust, Stardust got an early lead. He, he hit Wes in the nuts and then threw him by his head around the ring. So Stardust can back up his bravado with some action if he needs to. He has been doing. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, he can't now because he's dead. <laughs> Oh dear! Because he got killed, <laughs> really? um, got s- not not literally, but but I've had to take over. Yeah. Stardust failed. I'm doing it myself now, with my fully bandaged up face, which I'm definitely not putting on for attention. Um, it was painful. Saturday night was painful. I'm I'm almost fully better now. I've just got a little twinge in the jaw, where. I got smacked around the face and almost all of it was on the lower jaw. So it just got smacked to the side. Oh my goodness. Um, That was very painful. Um, It's still, it's still stabbing a little when I talk, but uh, I can at least chew food now. Do wrestlers need to sign like a thing before they go in the ring saying, if my partner here busts my jaw out of place, it's, I fully accept responsibility that I, (laughs) I opted into this. Not, not in Mississippi. Okay. Um, it's it's a it's an interesting industry, and there's a lot of trust that has to be in place. Um, not every wrestler follows the the cycle of trust. Yeah. Um, not that that's an issue in my experience. You know, things happen. Um, stiff shots, as they're called, happen. Uh, I got stiff tired Saturday night. Um, it happens. Uh, all the time. I presume they're usually an accident, are they? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, these things happen. Uh, funnily enough, the least painful thing to happen to me. Unless, like, did this other wrestler somewhere once read a 7 out of 10 Zelda review? Maybe, <laughs> <or>? <laughs> I could. I mean, there, there's always a chance I could face some Nintendo fans and they just batter me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the least painful thing that happened Saturday night was taking two steel chair shots to my back. <laughs> that... I mean, not that it didn't hurt, big steel chair on the back, but that recovered the quickest. Um, yeah. People keep asking how the back is with the wrestling and that, but that, that's the funny thing is impact ain't so bad. Um, I can't twist it without twi- like twinging, bringing up uh, the old injury, but the injury healed. It's just, as I've said before, I'm at that age where they stick with you forever, but nothing's aggravating. It's just, it can be painful sometimes. Um, but yeah, Saturday night was interesting. It was my first public back bump, Ooh. where we talked about back bumps and front bumps last week. Um, still didn't quite tuck the chin in. I felt it whip a bit, but it was nowhere near as bad. So I think I've just got to, that's all practice. But yeah, I took an axe handle, flying axe handle. Um, that's where you got two fists to- together and you jump off and hit someone in the head with it. Took that, fell on my back. 
looked really nice, took a kick to the face, looked really nice. Um, sold it. That was my first time selling where you got to make everything look super bad. Um, but yeah, uh, where's Warren beat the tar out of me? Uh, this Friday, uh, I will be appearing as Sterling, um, cause Sterdust can't come to the phone right now. And we'll see what happens. I'm in a battle royale. I'm in a battle royale. So that'll be fun. Uh, over in, up in Hattiesburg. So yeah, anyway, that's, that's me. Um, welcome to Podquisition. I uh, just need to. I just needed to keep talking about how how beat up I got. Uh, it was brilliant, hell of a night. Uh, and welcome to Podcast Edition. I'm Jim Sterling. Hello, Laura. Hello. How are you doing this week, Jim? Other than your hurty face, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good now. Um, mostly still just thrilled with Seaspire. Um, since ditching Comcast, I've only gotten angrier at Comcast retroactively. <laughs> just Justin said editing this show last week was a joy. It was so easy to do now that we're on more of a, you know, the lag's gone and it's it's like we're actually talking and we're not displaced in time and space. See, this this is the real shame, is that, like, I had to edit during the era with all the terrible lag (laughs) and now Justin gets to do the easy bit where it's like, oh, they're all talking at the right times and stuff, ooh. To be fair, I I do work him hard elsewhere. I I make the poor guy do so many weird things. Not sex. I don't make him like take yeah. off his pants and sit in his dinner or anything like that. I... <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm 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 all right this week. It's it's been a long one. Uh, things things that happened this week that I'm going to shill while we're at the start because people actually listen to the start and not the shilling at the end. Uh, my book, things I learned about Mario's butt, has an audio book that's happening, and it's got a bunch of the people who are doing written things for the book are going to voice their like saying their bits in the audio book. Including our good Jimmy boy here. I'll do. I'll do. Yeah. Uh, so I can confirm that the audiobook is going to have Justin McElroy, uh, Jim, Ashens, uh, Greg Miller, Tim Gettys are all confirmed for the audiobook already. So go check that out. Also, that's an option for you people who are like, eh, but the shipping to America is admittedly a bit expensive for the hardback. So there's no shipping costs on the audiobook. It's just audio. Yeah. Yeah. Go go check that out because I'm I'm trying to diversify my portfolio and whatnot. So it's good to diversify. And this is a very very beneficial thing if you can support this book. Sounds great. I'm excited about that. I've been uh, tweeting about it here and there. I I really want to see that <laughs> butt book out there. I really want to see it out there. We're getting there. We're sixty five percent funded about Fuck a month yeah. in, so we're get we're getting there. Just a little push. She's got my little push. Just keep pushing. Push it real good. <laughs> Hello, Gaff. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Gavin, miracle of sound. Um, asking very conceited questions on my Patreon. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I did the third asking Sterling today. It went up and I, yeah, I caught that. Uh, why is Gav so good? I, I answered why Gav is so brilliant in that he manages to turn up every Wednesday and do a podcast with a hangover every Wednesday. <laughs> Uh, how you keeping? It's been a while, come to think of it, that I've had a hangover on the show. I had like one this year. It was last week. I had one this year. It was last week, Gav. Yeah, but before that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm good. I got to go out to my old college this morning and do a panel for students. So that was very nice. Nice. Yeah, on, on the internet and music and... Uh, whatever advice I could give, what very little there is of it. So 
It quickly, as you can imagine, turned into a discussion of uh, navigating the pitfalls of social media. Mm. <laughs> the do's and don'ts from someone experienced in many of the don'ts. <laughs> I think really when it comes to social media, you only need one don't and it's just don't. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yep. Just don't. Just don't. I stayed off last night and I'm happy I stayed off last night. <laughs> I I had to I was checking the results and everything. Um we had the midterms last night at the time of recording. Um there was a blue spurt. <laughs> Not so much a wave a blue spurt. <laughs> Considering the amount of voter suppression that's been going on, I mean it's better than one could hope for, to be honest. Mm. Um lots of women getting uh, elected mm. lots lo- lots of lgbt women mm-hmm. of color yeah like lots of lots of good intersectionality going on it's like you look at that and think oh maybe something will get fixed maybe not everything because there's a lot to get through but maybe there'll be something good happening now uh. um so yeah that's that was interesting um i'm mostly pleased uh a better result than I expected out in Mississippi. You know, the status quo is still in effect, but Senator Chris McDaniel has to change his Senator McDaniel Twitter handle now. Good fucking riddance, <laughs> you nasty little worm of a man who drinks down my fucking local. <laughs> I might not be able to resist laughing my head off at him if I ever see him there. Um, I've heard stories about him fucking drinking down there. God, I think I saw him once. It took all of my fucking... Like... Resolve not to become a BuzzFeed story. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that that was oh, the, that little worm cousin. I'm glad he's gone. Um, right. Yeah, so that was that. Enough enough liberal propaganda. Video games. Enough of our lip-prop. Should we do some of them video games? Yeah, yeah. Chris McDaniel's a worm. <laughs> uh, where do we want to start on video games today? Um mm. I, I played one that, uh, I don't know if you talked about it last week, Jim, or if this was since last episode, uh, The Quiet Man. We we discussed that it had just come out right after we finished recording, and you brought up that it had come out, yeah. and I made the mistake of immediately toddling over to my PS4 and downloading it. Oh, that's right, yes. I'm sorry that I inflicted that upon you, because I also played The Quiet <laughs> Man this week, and... Um, I understand why why Sega was it Square, Sega that was Square Enix. no Square sorry I understand why Square Enix weren't being very vocal about the fact it had come out yes. because the only good thing about the Quiet Man is it's probably made Square Enix shareholders very unhappy. It's a weird game in that it's basically like poor, not terribly well animated. Like, fights in a room. Terrible, yeah. Followed by, like, ten minute long cutscenes that have no voicing. And that could have been interesting in concept, but it's not. No. Like, they forget that the quiet man has senses like his eyes. He can read a ransom note and we, the audience, can get that information too. No, no thank you. They seem to think deaf people can't read. Yeah, it's... They seem to think that deaf people have zero comprehension of what's going on around them. That they... Because you can't hear, hear the words clearly you have no reference point for existence. And, like, it's just, it's not good. No. And, you know, that patch that, like, I think is probably out by around now or sometime soon, they're patching, it's a bad sign when your whole game's gimmick is, oh, no words, but a week later they're patching in words into it. Yes. Yeah. And the game even has the the gut, because they're only patching it in as a new game plus feature. you got to play through it in an alienating. Yeah. 
balmy mana first. Yeah, because because on paper that's a really interesting premise. Yeah, a sure. Game with no words. It's been like it's obviously it's been done before, like stuff like rhyme or whatever. But yeah, and they're good because I knew what the fuck was happening, and it wasn't pretentious waffle. They're not trying to do a very verbal story and making like a story that relies on words and then just cutting the words out because he's deaf like i feel like there were important plot points i was supposed to know about and didn't because yeah i couldn't hear them and maybe that's a commentary but also like i want to know what's going on in my video game please i i i think it's a joke game i i can't i know it's not but i still think it's a joke game because i was I was watching it. It's hard to say you were playing it because you spend most of the time. It's like four minutes of gameplay to ten minutes of FMV. That's the ratio. It's more like a pretentious art film that's interrupted with gameplay. It's like they couldn't get they couldn't get it into a film festival, so they were like, "Fuck it, cut in some shitty brawling." I don't mind a pretentious film every now and then, but like, no. don't make me play a video game to get my pretentious film. And and at least. Make the pretentious film enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. It could be a commentary about how, you know, deaf people struggle to communicate. But he got on just fine. Yeah, he didn't have any struggles. He can read and sign and and everything. You know, he's got coping mechanisms they deliberately robbed of the player to make the experience even more alienating and weird. The, 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 the deaf character was not struggling, but we the players were struggling. Yes. And that's weird. Like, the two should be somewhat in sync. We should at least be able to read. The ransom note that kicks off the whole game. That that ransom note is so ridiculous. That's when I thought, okay, this is a big prank. This is, this is a comedy game that's been mislabeled. And then later on, towards the end, when that bloke's wearing a mask and starts talking, yeah. so even if you could lip-read your way through most of it, you can't then. It's nonsense! Oh, it's, it's, it's a weird game. It's... It's frustrating to talk about because there there aren't really words to describe how bad it is. Yeah. Without playing it, you've got to know how bad that feels to control those brawling. I, I as I understand it, this was one of those Square Enix collective things where it's basically Square Enix publishes an indie thing, and I can understand how when this was pitched to Square Enix, it probably sounded like a really good idea. Oh sure. I can see how on paper this probably sounded great. It got approved, and then. Three quarters of the way in, Square Enix go, oh shit, well, um, <laughs> let's not pour any more money into this and we'll just let it be what it be. Yeah, it does feel maybe there was a point where people working on it felt there's no salvaging this, just get it out. Yeah. Um, that gameplay seems so unfinished. There are no transitory animations, and it's not like there are games that haven't done snap to animations. Like God of War does it sometimes. Hmm. It'll snap where you're standing. A bit closer to an enemy just to for ease of, you know, transition and gameplay. Yeah. Here, it's so bad, though. Like, literally standing in one place and materialising in another, like a foot or two, or sometimes more, away, to loop the same animations. Yeah. Like, there's a whole slow-down time or counter system in this game. I still don't understand it, because there are no words. There are only weird symbols telling you what everything means. Oh, God, the tutorial that is, like, you press a button and it shows you, like, a neon sign of, like... Here's a person doing a thing. Yeah. You can maybe work out what this button does from that. The counter slash slowdown slash whatever it is maneuver <laughs> is represented in the 
pause menu by pressing the button. It doesn't tell you what the buttons do. You've got to press the buttons and then it flashes up the symbol. Of the bloke, the quiet man, whose name is apparently Dane. I didn't realise that. Oh, he looks like a Dane. He he looks like Laura's fucking Tyrell from Game of Thrones. Got a job advertising Gucci. <laughs> he stands there. And this is how they represent this counter system. It's a picture of him standing there and neon lights around him. Just, that's it. It's just some neon lines that are just emanating from him. And you've got to work out from that. Don't, don't, don't you know that neon lines... Neon lines are the universally accepted symbol for for counter systems. Yeah. Didn't you know, Jim? I went through most of the game not using it because I didn't know what it was and I stopped caring. And most of the battles can be won by just cornering someone and hammering the punch button while badly transitioned animations happen over and over again. I never worked that system out either. I was equally very just like, uh, do a punch. What's the story? I... I got like halfway in and was like, do I even want to keep going with this? Oh, I didn't want to. I I finished it, but I didn't want to. The only reason I carried on was because a lot of people watched Giant Bomb play it and were like, Jim, you've got to see the ending. Yeah. Uh, so I played it through and watched that. I, I did, in my Jim Impressions video, I dedicated like 10 minutes of the video. They're <laughs> normally only 10 minutes long. This was 24 minutes. And I had to dedicate the last part of it to trying to, like, just detailing what happens in that ending. Just trying to decipher it. The amount of betrayals <laughs> and weird shit and just... What I hate about this game is it's smug. It's so smarmy and full of it. It thinks it's brilliant. Well, the thing is, even with words, that that convoluted ending would have been difficult to follow. Yeah. Like, it was too convoca- convoluted for a... A verbal narrative. The girl in that game. Is it his mum or his girlfriend? Or are they two different people? And why does the character model look like neither of them in game? I think I think I saw written in an article that it's... it's. I don't think it's even a girlfriend. I think it was someone that worked at the club? I think it was just someone that he happened to like that worked at a club? Yeah, maybe. I don't think it's actually a relation of his. I think that it's just girl went missing from the club i will solve it i just call her what like several people have been calling which is just mother girlfriend um (laughs) oh this whole game started over a pair of shoes oh god that pair of shoes two kids were arguing over a pair of shoes and then shot his mum slash girlfriend subterfuge begins that escalated quickly Uh... yeah i mean it the the only thing you missed out on with not like doing that press L2 to do the counter system is how it manages to break the game even more. (gasps) Does it? Because the camera doesn't know what's going on. And uh, in one fight when I started using it, every time I was doing it, the camera would just swing manically and look at the ceiling. It's so broken. You can go through bits of the environment. The the part of the big anticlimactic boss... uh, Anti... The bit... I mean, it is, but I meant to sarcastically say climactic. The climactic boss battle, I was having the fight through the kidnapped girl because she's tied to a water tank. I was cornering the boss and pummeling him and we were clipping through her. So she was in between, but like made out of gas because we were just (laughs) punching through her body. (laughs) That game's amazing. It's 
one of the worst games I've ever played. And I know that could sound hyperbolic, but it is one of the worst games I've played, maybe the worst one this year. I saw a YouTube thumbnail saying it was the worst game of the year yesterday, so I, I think you might you might not be alone in that assessment. I, I, I am morbidly curious. There's a part of me that is tempted to play through the new game plus with the the sound with the, the audio. I wanna know how bad the acting is, because I'm I'm hoping that makes it more enjoyable is some really bad acting. My immediate response when they they said, oh, you know, you can understand the mystery with the sound was like, fuck off, that's not going to happen. Yeah. But you're right. Because people are already calling it the room of video games. Except I understood the room better than this. I understood Troll 2 better than this. This is it. If they put the voices in and I can understand it a bit better, this might end up being like a weird cult classic of terrible media. It might claw its way up to the level of a Tommy Wiseau picture. <laughs> um, but I was furious at the end credits. First of all, the game felt it deserved an end credits song. It doesn't deserve a song. Then right after the credits, that last teaser bit where we finally hear a bit of sound and then there's that text that says, you know, maybe there's a mystery yet unsolved. You can understand. Six days, 20 whatever hours I got from when I finished it. And it was a countdown to the patch that adds sound as New Game Plus. Yeah. And you said this to me, Laura, when you said, if your no words mystery needs words to be understood, you fucked up your core premise. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I said some words that were competent. Yes. Huzzah. You're absolutely <laughs> correct on that. Yeah. Like, their premise is buggered. Yeah, their entire premise is like... That, there is no point to this game existing. You could not. You wanted to tell the story with no words, but realised you couldn't tell it with no words, so you decided to tell it with words, completely undercutting the whole point of the whole bloody affair. Yeah, and I have a feeling it's not going to be a very good story. I suspect so. From what I could make out, from what I could make out, it was stupid and nonsense. See, this is where we find out, like, when we actually hear the conversation that there was more to it than just the pair of shoes. It's like, ah, it wasn't as foolish as it seemed, just a pair of shoes. There were diamonds in it. Yeah, it was It was where we keep the will to the house so that we don't get evicted from where we grew up. And that's, oh no, you stole the will in the shoes. How dare they? How dare they make that game? Human head as well, what a shame. They were working on Prey 2 once uh, a long time ago. Yeah, That's about as much air as that game probably deserves. Yeah. Gav, yeah. how has your uh, continuing adventures with Red Dead been going? Um, my adventures with Fuck You and the Horse You Rode In on Simulator are going... <laughs> <laughs> they were... <laughs> you remember? I'm, 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 I'm not... I'm going to tell you a story about my time when I first arrived in Saint-Denis. And if if listeners will were listening last week, they remember that myself and yourself, Laura, were talking about the way to enjoy this game is to just slow down and take your time. Oh, yeah, to, to just be in the world rather than push through. That absolutely still holds true. And I was really starting to dig this game. Like, I had just done an incredible mission where they assault a particular house, which I don't want to spoil too much about. But uh, I was like, okay, we're off to the city now. And I had deliberately kept, I had deliberately not wandered into the city because I wanted to keep it for, uh, I have this weird thing in games where I want things to make sense narratively, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I arrive in this city on my horse. Ooh, look at this, a big smoggy city. This is going to be lots of fun, lots of adventures here. Turn one corner, some idiot NPC runs out, runs in front of my horse 
gets knocked over and dies and I'm wanted immediately and have a bounty on me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, turn around, gallop out, knock over another NPC, have to leave the city, <laughs> have to go all the way to Rhodes to pay off my bounty. I'm like, okay, now, now I'll go explore the city and maybe I won't gallop on the street. Maybe I'll keep it to a trot, which, you know, still gets you in trouble, but, you know, we, we won't talk about that for now. So I was wandering around the city, uh, came across these two children who were mocking me, got off my horse, insulted them. They went around a corner. I was like, okay, I obviously know what's going to happen here. This is a video game. It's very clear what they're setting up here if I go around that corner. Of course, there's three robbers there. So these guys start robbing me and shooting at me. And because I didn't want to start shooting in town, because I know what happens when I do that, I ran out into the street, getting them to follow me, kiting them towards the police. Police just fucking stand there. They do nothing. Yep. Nothing at all. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to do this the hard way. So these three thugs who were literally trying to murder me with no police response, I duck into an alley and punch one of them. Punch in self-defense because, you know, he's trying to murder me. Of course, there's a witness. And of course, immediately I'm wanted with a fucking $10 bounty. Every single policeman in the city is chasing me down as well as these three thugs. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this game? <laughs> yeah, Santini's especially bad for that shit. Yeah, so ran away, paid off my fucking bounty again. Actually, no, I didn't do that that time. I said, fuck this and reloaded a save. <laughs> yeah. And uh, came back to the city, just wandered around into a, um, a house, a garden, to say hello to the gardener. Um, there was no indication in any way in the map or on anything in the minimap that this was private property, said hello to the guarder and immediately I'm wanted again for trespassing. And I was like, oh, I posted it on Twitter with just, oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. How is that? And I I do not accept realism as an excuse for that bullshit. No. None of that is in any way realistic at all. That's totally unrealistic. The, The lack of ability to defend yourself in town is something I have a problem with. That's right from the TV tropes, the computer is a cheating bastard page. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've been in that situation where I was like, why aren't the cops stopping these guys from shooting me? Yeah. And yet, if I were to punch them, so much as punch them, I'm the one getting chased by every police officer in Saint-Denis. I hate getting bounties in there. Yeah, it's the worst. Wanted for anything in Saint-Denis is a reload situation. It's a reload or you have to go to roads because you can't get near the post office. It's it's a pain in the arse, and I don't understand it. Yeah. I really don't get it. What is the point of it? And what? How would they think that would be in any way an enjoyable experience to to have the game so one sided and against you? Like no one enjoys feeling like the game hates them, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, this is not. A, I mean, I love this game, but mm-hmm. once again, Rockstar Syndrome. If I had been a critic, there was no way it would be a ten out of ten for me. <laughs> Not not even close. I don't I don't think it could be. Um and yeah, it is a very we we keep having to say that. It is a very good game. Um but it is full of frustrating aspects. And the, the, the missions. The missions are brilliant. The story missions I'm just getting to the point now where the story missions are absolutely fantastic. Like the one I was mentioned earlier, I don't know, I, I presume you've done it, Jim Laura. I don't know if if you've reached that one yet, but wow, it was so well done and and so well paced and so tense and the the yep. build up and payoff mm. and 
and it's where you start you start to see the darker side of your your gang there as well i was waiting for that moment when do we see really you know when does the 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 people we're rooting for when are we challenged on that because these are robbers and outlaws after all it it has been really nice seeing the narrative evolve somewhat like it 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 has been nicely changing as it goes also by the way binary morality systems in games can just go fuck themselves as well that's so dumb like i a part of the story i'm there harassing widows for their you know husband's money that they owe and threatening to shoot the sun as she doesn't pay up and i don't lose any honor for that yeah and i don't lose any honor for shooting up an entire town with micah who by the way is always the reason i fail big shootout missions because he runs out and gets shot another thing that should have stayed in the last gen but if i like loot a corpse i found in a cave that's been there for like years then i lose honor yeah but you know not not for shooting up an entire town (laughs) <laughs> My favourite one is when you're doing a mission that involves a robbery of any sort. Yeah. And if you rob individuals, like you're saying, you're robbing a train. Yeah. And you don't lose honour for that. But if you rob individuals on the train, just doing the whole put all your jewellery in the bag kind of thing, then you lose honour. I'm like, how am I losing honour for a robbery? I'm on a robbery. Are you telling me there's just too much robbery in this robbery? I'm literally a robber. Yeah. That's my job. And 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 how... Is this more honourable than threatening a widow to shoot her son? And also, like, who decides what's honourable and what's not apart from this stupid, like, bar, you know? How do how am I supposed to know what's honourable and what's not? <laughs> Rockstar decides what's honourable, and that's why it's so inscrutable, because it's Rockstar deciding it. And is is this, like, a an, a, an outlaw honour code, or is this just a, a more general honour code, or what is it like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it sucks because I love the insults. I like walking around, but I hate knowing that if I do it too many times, I'm gonna have to pay more for shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just another of those. I just think moral systems in games need to fuck off and go away. You know, like I'm okay. Like morality systems are cool. Like New Vegas, where the factions would react in different ways to you. But yeah. But this this whole like you get you get ten nicey nice person points is just get rid of it. Leave it leave it in the last gen. It worked in New Vegas because it was it wasn't morality. It was what have you done to piss these people off? What have you done to make these people like you? Yeah, exactly. That's tangible, that's scrutable, that's something I can understand. And to be fair, Red Dead Two does also have that. Like if you if you cause hassle in a town and go back there later, they'd be like, Are you gonna behave yourself this time? Although one thing I thought was hilarious was uh, um a shopkeeper I was robbing attacked me well i wasn't robbing it was part of a little story thing and i literally put a gun up to his mouth and shot him in the head Mm -hmm. and executed him and i went back the next day and he was there with a bandage saying i hope you're going to behave yourself this time (laughs) 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 after i flat out murdered him i put a bullet through his skull (laughs) it's like all that realism (laughs) and the horse to be the horse i don't have that much a problem with because uh it's so funny every time i do fall off and I just put it down to the fact that I'm bad at bad at steering them. <laughs> I've just been sort of quietly plodding along with that game. It continues to just be a thing that I can go jump mm. into without any real aim and just sort of see where it takes me. I'm in the very last section, which I cannot say a single word about. I bet, yeah. I can't say a single word about it, but I cannot believe I'm at the point now where I'm at 
and it's still going. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to find out what that is. Um, I have a feeling I know how this ends and, and, and the, how the epilogue goes and all that, but I'm not going to say because if it, I'm right about it, then I would have ruined it for someone else. But Yeah, don't ruin it for me. I've got no guesses. I'm, I'm, I'm still blank slate on this. By the way, people who put uh, spoilers in YouTube thumbnails, there's a special place in hell for you. Hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, I do my best to avoid spoilers. There's one person on the internet who thinks I spoil everything. Um, even though I try and go out of my way to avoid it. But yeah, spoilers in there or like headlines. Um, there have been a couple of uh, websites that have done that, especially when it's Game of Thrones season and the headline the yeah. very next day, yeah. sometimes within hours of it airing, just tells you what happened. And I'm like, fuck yeah. you. You yeah. won't believe which brother sister pair got murdered. Yeah. yeah. Like, it'll be stuff like that where it's like, it's clear. Yeah. Who... I don't know if that's a thing, but. You won't believe which which redheaded male character from such and such a city died last night. Yeah. Like, and I'm not one who's usually like overprotective of spoilery things. They happen. People get over them. It's not the end of the world. But some people who almost go out of their way to do it just for the traffic they think it will get them. I'm like, fuck you, you cynical toad. Yeah, Rachel had yeah. to unfollow Vanity Fair on um, Facebook because they kept spoiling Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, they're bad for that, yeah. yeah. Uh, other games we played this week. Uh, Jim, you played some of that Diablo on Switch. Yeah. <laughs> a, a Diablo game that people aren't losing their minds <laughs> Diablo about. game people like. Um, do you want to talk about the, the Diablo game that people are liking? How's, how's that one turning out? Uh, it's still really good, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm always impressed with Diablo 3. It's the last time, and maybe the last time we'll ever see, where an Activision-involved project will be anything approaching generous. That game never stopped. Since 2012, more stuff kept happening. And the amount of difficulty levels you can ramp up and the, the rifts and the seasonal stuff just keeps it going. And you don't have to fucking spend money on it. The one shitty thing they had was the auction house and they got rid of that. And they got rid of it. Um, you know, obviously that means Activision's always wanted to monetize Diablo. Yeah. And it seems they've now found a way. Um, uh, and everyone is very excited about it. Oh, dude. I didn't follow this story very closely at all. I just saw a lot of uh. people on Twitter. But I have to say, even looking in from the outside as someone who has kind of played Diablo very casually, how in any way did they think this was going to go any other way than people yeah. being mm. severely pissed off in front of their most, like... Like, I believe it was a, a lot of their most passionate hardcore fans were there, right? Oh, at BlizzCon! Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it at BlizzCon. People flew out to see that shit. How did they think? Because they, the poor guys on stage who had to go out and talk about it, I felt so bad for them that they were probably just told, go out mm. there and be really excited about this thing. Yeah. You can feel the life in the room. The, the audience was just hostile <laughs> you know it just it starts off excited and as as he describes it more and it becomes more obvious this is, yeah. it's going down the mobile yeah. route you can feel the room turn yeah it's it's a it's a thing to behold it was like that moment when todd howard announced that fallout 76 was always online but multiplied by a thousand oh yeah yeah. And here's the thing, people have talked about toxic fandoms and reactions and all this. Yeah. I will say this, like, okay, it's a fair cop to say you don't have to hate something because it's not made for you. Not everything has to be made for you. 
there's also a time and a place to announce these things. And BlizzCon yeah. to Blizzard Hardcore's not the place to do it. At the very least, like, they should have probably said, like, hey... Just to let you know, like, we have, there is a new Diablo game for PC. It's in the works. We're not ready to show it off yet. But until then, here's something to tide you over. Like, pitch it that way. Yeah, they handled it badly from the beginning. And then the whole, don't you have phones comment was oh, just, yes. dude, dude. I have stop, a phone. Stop digging. <laughs> I have a phone. I have a phone too. And I play games on it. And I've seen the mobile market get destroyed by game companies. That's another reason why people are hostile. That's where the game industry made its own fucking bed. I have a phone and I love games and I never, ever have had the desire to play a game on my phone. Ever. If it's if it's not Pokemon Go, I'm not interested on my phone. <laughs> and I used, to, I, I used to be very interested when the mobile market had a future as a creative endeavour. It's a real shame because like a device that is powerful enough to play games that is in everyone's pocket that has a touchscreen... Should have been a golden age for gaming. Yeah. Um, and Diablo for mobile phones is something I could have been excited for, genuinely. But not not with the Activision Blizzard of today. Not with the things they've done. I mean, I refuse to believe that them, first of all, working with Netties who make, like, gacha MMOs. Um, and this is the company that puts fucking loot boxes in Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. I I don't trust them as far as I can throw them, um, and and so no I I people can talk about the toxicity of the fandom and maybe some people have gone too far and certainly you know any harassment is not to be fucking condoned but the actual angry disappointment I think that's the game industry's fault. Yeah, uh, my favorite thing that came out of this whole story was the uh, the photo someone took the, uh, on the, uh, the I think it was the morning after that announcement where it's like. Better, better get like first thing in the doors. Get, get their first thing if you want to get hands on with uh, Diablo Immortal, because all those big, huge queues. Of course. And it was just a bunch of photos of not a single person playing it all lined up, an entirely empty thing for Doom. It's almost like they completely misread their fucking audience, isn't it? It is almost like they did that, and they went, "Oh yeah, Diab- Diablo Immortal." No, not not a single one of you wants to play it. Okay. There is an audience for Diablo on mobile. Yeah. There will be. It will do well. But how could you not understand the audience you've got for a convention? Yeah. How can you misunderstand it that badly? Like they would rather you announce nothing than announce the mobile phone game. Yeah, and there are plenty of other ways you could announce that. Yeah. Yeah. The best way to announce a mobile phone game is alongside the one you're put, you, the the big one you're putting out. Yeah. Because then people are so excited that they'll look at it as something cool and extra that they can get, you know, instead of the thing that stops them getting the one thing they love. It's it's why people got excited about Fallout Shelter. It yeah. was like, hey, Fallout 4's coming. Also, there's a thing you can play to pass the time until then if you want. Can you imagine if if instead of uh. Instead of Fallout 4, they had announced Fallout Shelter. Or if instead of Fallout 4, they had announced an always online multiplayer Fallout. <laughs> it also helps that they had Fallout Shelter ready to go. None of this pre-register mm. shit they do on phones now. Pre-order culture's got to go fucking everywhere, innit? But they were just like, it's out now and it's free. Um, whereas this, it's just another fucking pre-register netties, mm. possibly reskin, uh, bit of bullshit. Yeah. But Diablo 3 is good on Switch, apparently. Oh, no, it's brilliant. Diablo 3 is a fun game. Like I said, when I because I've, I've done a video on this already, I will probably do a full gym position on it on Monday. Um, but I said in the initial video I did 
on, on the fan reaction. Mobile Diablo, whatever. I mean, obviously, I'm not a super hardcore Diablo fan. I like it a lot. Um, but the Switch version just came out. That's going to keep me plenty occupied. That a mobile game comes out, I don't care. I'm not angry about it. Um, and I've got Diablo Switch to tide me over perfectly happy. I've got There's so much more Diablo 3 for me to enjoy that I'm not that cut up about it. Yeah. But, my God, they picked the wrong place. To, yes, they to, The wrong people to, to tell about this in an excited voice. Uh. Uh, but, yeah, outside of that, like, it works really well on the Switch. Um, I, I'm doing the seasonal stuff um, where you just level up super quick. Um, already on Torment 5 at the moment, difficulty. Uh, and that's only because I've been juggling a bunch of other games. I'm sure I'd be like blazing through it even more. Um, and I'm impressed at how like I barely touched the old story or anything because the season stuff, where you're just doing bounties and these rift dungeons that, that come up and it's always a different thing. I mean, that's enough for the full game right there. And then there's all the older stuff on top. Mm. Um, I kind of wish I hadn't picked a Necromancer, though. I did that with Reaper of Souls, and it's a really fun class, but everyone on Switch is a Necromancer. Uh... I should have just gone back to me old standby Demon Hunter. Everyone's a Necromancer, and I just feel like I'm part of the like boring... I feel like someone who only picks Ryu in Street Fighter. My brother always annoyed me with that. I'm like, he's so boring. Everyone does him. Be Blanca, he's a monster. Um, but now everyone's a necromancer. All our friends used to pick Blanca because it was so easy to just spam the one button and electrify people. That is also a reason why I played as Blanca. Blanca, (laughs) Chun-Li, or E-Honda because they all had like spammy hit-the-attack attacks. Um... Assassin's Creed Odyssey is getting a lot of new content this month for free, which is cool Ooh, because... Um, what, sort, what, what sort of stuff's it getting? I have to say there's been times over the last week when I've gone, I wish I was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what sort of stuff are they adding? It's getting a bunch of new missions. Um, it's They're reworking the XP system and they're also adding new levels to anyone who is at the level cap but any experience you got after you hit the level cap will be automatically added on which is cool because i played for like fucking 25 hours after hitting the level cap um they are adding the ability to move your stats over into a piece of gear that you like the look of which i think is a really i wish i wish that had happened before i made the music video (laughs) (laughs) and they are also lowering the price of upgrading the gear which i think is great because that was one of my big niggles in that game was how annoyingly expensive and prohibitive it was to Mm. upgrade your gear fair play to them and they are also adding a bunch of like they call them epic events which it's like big strong ships and stuff but uh the one thing they're also adding in which i was never keen on in the game and i will call them out for this was that green currency there's more events where you earn that green currency which is the Uh, okay it's the really grindy way that you get the stuff that you would otherwise buy in the store. Yeah. So that that not not a fan of of that whole thing, but other than that, that sounds like a really cool update because I'm planning on playing a lot more of that game when um I've more free time. Oh, I gotta say that's impressive. That that game that game. Uh, you know, as cynical as I am about Ubisoft stuff, that is impressive. Yeah, and that game doesn't chase me out of town when someone attacks. Well, they do, <laughs> but you know. 
at least they, they they fight the other person as well. Red Dead Redemption did have me, you know, earmarking some prize for Ubisoft's design. I mean, I think they do far too many open world games and they can often mm. be too repetitive, but they did nail that idea of people want to play the game. Mm. Let's let's just have you kill an animal and then ride your horse a bit near it and you can get the materials. You don't have to skin it for fucking 10 second animations and carry it to your horse. Oh man. Here's another thing, right? My horse keeps running over animals, <laughs> okay? And I don't see them. I just hear a splat and a... And then yeah. I'll be in the camp and, and Arthur will be sitting down talking to Tilly about how he keeps killing animals for no reason in a fit of rage. And I'm like, I didn't fucking do that. It was my horse. My horse my should be God. the one having a therapy session here. <laughs> Stop judging me, game. Again, it's one of those things where they thought this will be a cool detail. But then it makes it less realistic because the detail got it wrong. If you want your Arthur to not be a complete scumbag in the eyes of the game, you have to go and skin every rabbit that you accidentally stamp on with your horse. So then, you know, you actually killed it for a reason. Christ. You You know know what? There's a reason why everyone's tried at least once to follow the traffic lights in GTA and then given up after five minutes at the most. Yeah. Because it's boring. Does anyone remember, like... um? Mafia 2, that game drove me mad because it was so boring when you had to go from place to place and follow all the rules of the road. Yeah, like people don't want that and they don't want to be judged for accidentally hitting a rabbit and they've got to watch out everywhere for fucking rabbits. Especially when you can't see the damn thing because it's in, it's in a shrub or something and they're tiny yeah. on the screen. You just hear... <laughs> and then, then it's suddenly you're, you're in a therapy session telling Tilly that you're an animal murderer. <laughs> Uh, by the way, the drinking mission with uh, with uh, Lenny, though, that's... Oh, brilliant. The mission. The, that is the game mission of the year. That is the, the most wonderful moment I've had in a video game this year. <laughs> I need to say more positive stuff about this game because there's so much to love in it. There are, there are none quite as good as that mission drinking with Lenny, yeah. but there are a couple of missions that do this whole montage thing Yeah. where it's snippets of an event um, mm. That you sometimes are interactive with, and, and you know it skips. Um, they're great. That is some stylistically well done shit. The montage style missions, it just makes it feel like that. It gives it that movie feel they want to have their movies. Yeah, their movies. They want to have their games possess. And lo- lots of companies do it, but no one does it quite like Rockstar. That's no, really where no. they shine. That moment where you and Lenny are slapping each other and then suddenly you're all doing the can-can together. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Suddenly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is brilliant. That took... Because I thought that was going to end up in a brawl and then suddenly it's it's the can It's... Yeah. And then you're wandering around going, Lenny! Lenny, where are you, boy? Oh, and uh, later in camp, like, like this is like weeks later in camp, I pressed the button to talk to Lenny and Arthur went, Lenny! <laughs> and he's like, don't you start. I thought that was really clever. The only thing that comes close to that for me was the Kerr Morhen piss up in Witcher 3. I thought that was another similar, really, really... Oh, fun, yeah. Because uh, video games don't have enough humour, man. There's so much grimness and bleakness in them. They they could really use some more genuinely funny humour. And not just, like, wacky, wacky humour. I mean, yeah. the Lenny mission's a bit wacky, but it is a very human silliness. You yeah. know, it's yeah. just some people having a night out. Oh, Okay, can I share my favorite bit of silly from a game, like of, yeah. of humor from a game recently? That was just a, such a silly little joke. So, Delta Rune, there's a shopkeeper you can find who's sort of a patchwork animal, 
And their name is Shorm. Spelt Seam? And it's just this really weird linguistic joke about how, like, Sean as a name, like, doesn't look how it's supposed to be spelt. It's just this weird little, like, joke of a name. And it's made me do a giggle. Sometimes games can, can be amusing. Does does that game have voice acting? Uh, no, it doesn't. It's all uh, dialogue on, like, text on screen. Yeah, if I recall correctly, the cat just straight up says that there it's... Because, I mean, this is the kind of thing that only works in a text-based dialogue where he says his name is seen pronounced like Shorm. Shorm. Oh, okay. Because I was wondering how you knew it was Shorm unless the game actually told you. Yeah, seem pronounced Shorm. And I was like, ah, no. That that was just the thing that tickled me. Oh, oh, here's my impression of Sean in... um... In Red Dead, by the way. Where's <laughs> <laughs> me pot of gold? I'm drinking me whiskey, yeah. singing about the shillelaghs and the shamrocks. Where's me whiskey? Now, to be fair, his accent is authentic. I'll give him that. This is why when you asked before the game had come out if the Irish characters were like that, I couched it in saying, I can't say for sure when I said I really liked Sean. I was like, I can't tell because I don't have that, you know, close heritage there and that experience. He's nowhere near as bad as the Irish character in the first one. And and yeah. he, I have to say I warmed to him after a while. You know, it's just the first impression, of course, he's drunk singing about shillelaghs and shamrocks. And I was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I would like to see a, an Irish character in a video game who is just their own character and they don't revolve around being Irish. Yeah, Mo- I mean Molly is quite a typically Irish character too, but she's she's at least an interesting character. And I like Molly. Yeah, I like Molly. She she also has a very authentic accent, which is nice. So actually, they did they, they did a much better job with the Irish accents in this one. I think they act they sound like Irish actors to me. So yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, so other other gamey bits we've got before we finish up this week. Uh. Oh, Jim, you played some of that uh, Taiko no Tatsujin. Taiko no Tatsujin. Oh, yes. Yeah, the the, drum, the drumming game. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, much of this game since I was in Tokyo many, many years ago. Um, and there was a, an arcade machine at this, this Tokyo arcade we went to. Um, I've not seen it, I don't think, since then. But it came out on Switch and PS4. Um, two differently titled games. I think one is Drum and Fun. Um, I think that's. Uh, I believe Drum and F- Drum and Fun. I think is the Switch one. The Switch and the the other one on PS4. Um, I just saw it on the PS Store and forgot it was coming out. So I saw it on the store and just like instinctively downloaded it um, without you know getting a drum set for it or anything. Immediately within five minutes of playing it, with delight, I ordered a drum controller which should be coming in today. It's alright on controller, but I can tell I'm gonna love it even more on with the actual drums. Um Oh what a fun utterly darling little game that is. Um just drumming along to songs like the Attack on Titan theme, uh, a Japanese vocal version of uh, Frozen's Let It Go. Um Pineapple Pen is in it. I've I've been wanting to pick this up on the Switch, and the only reason I haven't is I did have some trouble with the demo they put out. Um, so I have like a little bit of an older telly that has a little bit of lag for uh, for it's only really noticeable for music rhythm games, and stuff like Guitar Hero and Rock Band have a thing where basically you strum along with what you see on screen, and it like 
work out what the, the, the little bit of out of time is and sort it out for you. This has no such thing. It has four different change the sync of your controller or screen settings that it's unclear which way you have to put it to make it work. I really struggle to get it to sync up properly on my telly. Nah. So um, it's the one thing that's put me off is until I can work out what those settings are on the demo, I'm not going to pick it up. Cause, and that sucks because I love a good drumming game. Like, I was having a lot of fun for what I could get out of that demo. Yeah. I, I think I will probably end up getting the Switch one as well, if only because there are some Nintendo-y songs on that. Um, and I love Donkey Konga. My God, I loved Donkey Konga back in the day. Donkey Konga's the best fucking video game. Donkey Konga's so fucking good. Um, Donkey Konga. I would imagine there's a big um, correlation between people who are good at video games and people who can play the drums because your if your co- coordination is 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 that developed, then it won't be too long before you can get your foot involved. Do you know what I mean? I've got the coordination of a banana. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, I would say, like, there's there's a difference between fine motor control and uh, large-scale motor control that definitely makes them a little different to each other. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> I, can't even play a, I can't even play a chord on a guitar. Even with a guitarist sat next to me telling me where to put my fingers, I still couldn't do it. I've got no musical inclination whatsoever. Hooray, no uh, no fine motor control squad. Woo. Woo. That reminds me, actually, Laura. Yes? Remember, there was a few weeks ago you made your thing in that program, and someone was very, very angry that I told you it sounded like Kraftwerk's car alarm. <laughs> I just want to point out, Laura made that thing... For a bit of fun on a very limited program, and if Laura were genuinely starting to play music and interested in it, I think everyone knows I would be nothing but supportive. Just putting that out there. Oh gosh, yeah. I, I, I've, I've always loved the idea of getting into music. I have no fucking ear for creating music, so like, it was a bit of fun and a silly thing I did. I, I didn't take any offense or anything. Someone was really like, "That's a really bad look for a professional music to say that to a beginner." I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> I'm sorry, I did not mean to be... I was honestly just having fun mi- dicking around, being like, oh, that sounded all right. If you were, like, learning guitar or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, go for it, you sound awesome. I, so. I tried, I never I never got anywhere with guitar. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Yeah, I think, is that about it for us this week? I think so, that'll do. I reckon so. Saw some Darksiders tree footage and it looks pretty fun. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I am looking forward to me Darksiders 3. <laughs> um, I will also just quickly say Road Redemption is out on PS4 and Switch now. Um, I did a video on it way back in the day when it was in early access on PC. If you've not played it, it's a worthy Road Rash successor in lieu of any real official Road Rashes happening. Um, it's fun. It's a little rough. It's it's a it's a very small sort of indie venture. Road rash sounds like something bands pick up on tour about like you know, <laughs> sleeping with too many groupies. It's bikes and hitting people with metal pipes. You can't really okay. go wrong with that. So just like being on tour with a band then. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, the game has some some issues here and there, but it's so satisfying to smack someone with the pipe. I don't know what it is that they managed to nail. Um, the game could have done without incoming traffic in some of the tracks, but other than that, it's a fun little time, so I just sort of pop that out there if you're 
liked Road Rash and there are no, you know, there's no real official way to get hold of it um, or any new ones rather. Uh, that's a it's a worthy little spin like nice. spin on the thing. So yeah, the, I wanted to throw that out there. Um, but other than that, um, Laura, you throw stuff out there on the internet and people can look at it and where and how and what. I d- indeed, I do. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. You can find my book, Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, on Unbanned. We've got an audio book now, if that's the thing that's more your speed, or we've got books and rewards and whatnot. Uh, I'm on Dice Funk. It's a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Uh, I'm on seasons three, four, and five. Season five's got Conrad Zimmerman in it. And just otherwise... Uh, yeah, that's the stuff. Alrighty. And Gavin, musician, miracle of sound. How, what, music, when? Let's listen to it. Find me on YouTube under Miracle of Sound, where you can hear my new Assassin's Creed Odyssey song, which is doing nicely, which is nice because I learnt the Greek lute first. And by saying learnt, I mean I struggled and played a riff with like 10 notes 30 times until I got one good take and then put that in the song. Uh, and it's been doing pretty well, which is nice because you never know at YouTube these days. And you can also find me on Patreon if you want to support me under Miracle of Sound. And you can find me all the usual places, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, all my music's there. And it's all under Miracle of Sound. <laughs> beautiful. And beautiful. Beautiful millionaires, Granville. And we will be back next week. Thank you, as always, for supporting the Inquisition. Um, if you can get to Hattiesburg on Friday night, uh, head on down to Brewskis. Um, Sterling will be there. Um, I can say that now without having to couch it in Sirdust someone else. Um, I will be there um, to take part in the Battle Royale there. So, yeah, Ooh. interesting times ahead. I'm very excited about the next leg of the whole uh, pugilism there. Um, so, yeah. And by next leg, he means that's the next thing that's going to get broken on. The him. thing that will get snapped, <laughs> yeah. Um, we will see you next week, uh, hopefully, with me all in one piece. See you around. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.